Hey everyone, it's Joe. This is an introduction for episode 111. At the top of this episode, we are going to discuss that we are not going to release episode 110. And we talk about why and what happened, but we say we're not releasing episode 110. Later on, we changed our minds and we did release episode 110. So you have episode 110, but we're going to, in this episode, reference episode 110 as if you haven't heard it. But you have, I think, if you listen in order. Does that make sense? I hope so. So here it is, episode 111. It's going to reference episode 110. No need to worry. Everything worked out the way it was supposed to work out. Enjoy today's episode. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Ow! Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. Uh, I went there, motherfucker. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hey, Joey. <laughs> Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With right? a dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over a decade. And each week we just call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. We record every single week. We may not well, we- release the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, how, do you, did, you or did you or did you not get a frantic text message from me yeah. saying, don't release episode 110, don't release episode no, 110? Joey. You left a voicemail first. Oh, I you did? You were like, I repeat, do not repeat. I, re- <laughs> I do not release episode 110. I repeat. <laughs> well, because. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so then we text, and I was like, what's happening? Like, I thought, I don't know. Like, you accidentally, like, released your bank account number or something. I, uh, I can't say too much, but there was something I said on the show an that I should not story. have said. An Basically, entire story. an entire story has to be cut out. It was a good yeah. episode. It was a good episode. We'll release it in the future just with a story cut out. What's funny is um, Steve's birthday was this past weekend. And uh, I've told Steve he shouldn't be listening to Catching Up for the next for a couple of weeks because I discussed maybe what I was going to get him for his birthday. So mm-hmm. th- that was one of the episodes where we talked yeah. about birthday stuff. So I ended up getting him, Joey. Just like a bunch of little things that I thought he wanted, like small things and mm-hmm. a bunch of them. And then like a nice personal picture of some sort. And wait, it was good. Of what, wait, <laughs> a personal picture of what? Just of different things. As a gay like man, a, I hear that. I mean, it means your penis to me. Oh, no, no, no. Like he could put it up in his house. Uh-huh. Um, As a gay man, to me, that means a picture of your penis. No, not a penis picture. Uh, but it was good. And then we went to uh, the Tonga Room. Have you heard yeah. of this Tonga Room? No, no, but I saw the picture of you. It looked uh, dramatic. I actually think that you would enjoy it because it's kind of kitschy. I think mm-hmm. you enjoy like bizarre, uh, kitschy things. So uh, the hotel called the Fairmont in San Francisco used to have a, a swimming pool in the basement. And they converted the swimming pool area into a restaurant called the Tonga Room and in the, the Tonga 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 Room in the Tonga 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 Room. All the girl, the gays. There's no animatronics. And- There's no animatronics, but it used oh. to be a swimming pool, and the swimming pool is still there. And they have a boat that floats in it, and a band plays on this boat, and it just goes from one side of the pool to the other, and it fake rains every. How big minutes. is this pool? It's actually not – I mean, I would say probably 20 feet wide. Does that make so sense? So the boat just goes like, like – like, like, like my swimming pool, just going back and forth in my swimming pool? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, but it, you could tell the whole place was kind of like built in maybe the late 50s, early 60s, and it kind of just smells like that and looks like that and um, it, was a, it was fun. And when I posted that, I went there, a lot of people told me – uh, how much they like the place or 
um, that they've been there, and I thought that was pretty cool. So I ended up not getting him a gym membership, by the way. Remember how that was a thing? Yeah. What did you end up getting him? I went, do you even listen to anything I say? <laughs> I just explained everything I got him. Oh, the picture. Oh, I th- I, I'm all, those are real gifts? Oh. Yeah, so the gym membership wasn't one of them. Wait, well. No. And then we um we went and had Korean food as well on Saturday. Wait a minute. I, I recommend, I don't know if this was in the re- on the re- released episode or not, but I recommended getting him a Korean cookbook. And you're like, oh, no. And you took him to Korean food. I didn't say, no, I would never get him a Korean cookbook. I think I said he doesn't cook a lot. I just Um, don't like that idea. I mean, and buying someone a cookbook is not the same as buying them a dinner at a restaurant, Joe. Here, make this dinner for us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I've actually, I actually don't really like. I'm hungry. I like page 94. I don't like Korean food a lot. Um, Uh I actually specifically don't like kimchi, which is in like everything. And, um, we went to this Korean place by my house and we ended up getting all food that I like. So I was actually really surprised that I went. Happy birthday I, to you. There was a Taco Bell next to the Korean place. And I was like, uh, afterward, I might have to grab a bean burrito on the way home. <laughs> oh, I've, I've thought that out sometimes when I, I go to a fancy restaurant and they bring out, and I don't know how these restaurants do it. Cause I'll go to these restaurants where it's like a, it, it literally is like the size of a quarter, the piece of food. And you're like, Oh. Right? I do leave full. I don't know how they do it. Well, I think it's just a matter – we're like goldfish. We'll just eat whatever's put in front of us. Tell me about it. So like if if you go to the claim jumper and they give you a bucket of French fries, you'll just eat a whole bucket of French fries. But if you go to a nice restaurant and they give you a small little pile of French fries, you're satisfied still. Uh, How did Steve like his gifts? I think he liked it. I think we had a really good weekend. It It was a nice time. So, um, that was it. How about you? What's up with you? No, 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 no. Let's get back to this. Did you, okay. I don't know if you want to reveal this on the show, but did you get lucky? Uh, uh, because, what did you get lucky? Well, I think they were, I'm always lucky when I hang out with them. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) But see, I like, we don't, I'm, we, we've only been together like less than a year. It's not like. We hang out for an entire weekend and don't do sex stuff. <laughs> do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, but like, you don't think it was like he was so th- – were there any un- – not unusual, but like ex- – is there like – Like sex swing or something? Like You know what? I feel gay guys don't – you know what it is? I just revealed. I, I just decided. I'm using very straight people mentality. Yeah, yeah. Gay people just do everything all the time where it's like gay, straight guys have to have like steak and blowjob day and right. and because their, their girlfriends don't like to blow them. And so I guess that's a very straight mentality kind of thing. Yeah. All right. That's a straight way of thinking. Uh, did, did, did anybody else get Steve? Like, does Mario get Steve a gift? Does, uh, no. you do your roommates? Do, do no. they give a birthday cake or do they, ha- no. do they say happy birthday or? Mm, they said happy birthday, but that was it. Um, yeah, it was a good weekend. We stayed in um Oakland, but then we also – it was like an Oakland and San Francisco weekend. Usually we'll pick one side of the bay or the other for a weekend, but we well, did wait, It was his birthday. Yeah, but he prefers to be on this side of the bay. He likes oh, really? in Oakland. Yeah, it's quieter. It's bigger. It smells better. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like the qualities he would just use to describe you. Compared to who? His other boyfriends. He's quieter. He's bigger. Smells better. <laughs> so he prefers this side of the bay. But then who we was had his last boyfriend? In. Um, I don't know too many details about the last boyfriend. Are you one of those guys that doesn't like to hear details about other boyfriends? No, I ask, but I don't know very much. He was a photographer. I know that. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Okay, Joey. What about you? What's up? Um. How was your weekend? Well, you know my mom, right? I don't, I don't. I don't think you can say you know my dad that well, but you know my mom. No, I met your dad a couple yeah. times, but I know your mom. Yeah. And my parents are like, I wouldn't say very religious people, but they go to church every Sunday. And when I was a kid, they cursed a lot, but once they became super religious, like they don't really curse that much. So it's unusual okay. to hear them cursing. So yeah, I'm hanging out with my mom and dad the other day, and uh, the phone rings. And mom goes, uh, oh, let me get that. And she goes, hello? You must think I'm some idiot. <laughs> I am not falling for this. Okay. 
I love the story already. <laughs> fuck you. No. Oh, fuck no. you. Fuck oh, you. Oh, my God. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And then, like, hangs up the phone. And oh, like, my God. What is going on? What just happened? She goes, there was some man, and he called, and he said, hi, I'm calling from Windows, and your computer's broken. We need your password. And so I told him, I, you must think I'm some idiot. This is Betty Batanz, and I don't <laughs> fall for these things, right? And <laughs> and, 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 and then he started saying, fuck you, and so I said, fuck you back to him. He could tell me, what? Yeah. So then the phone rings again. My dad's like, oh, let me handle this. I'm going yeah. to handle this now. Right? Uh-huh. He goes, he has, he, he picks the phone. And then he's like smiling, which is really creepy. He goes, uh-huh. your mama does that. Oh, dude, tell what? me more what your mama does. Shut up, you motherfucker. What? Motherfucker. Shut up, motherfucker. Right? And then like hang, and then like hangs up the phone to him. And she's like, what are we going to do? They're going to keep calling. Go, go upstairs and un- unplug the phone. Right? And my mom, my mom runs upstairs. And I just hear like things being thrown around. And then like she goes, I unplugged the phone. They're not going to call us. Right? Okay. Uh huh. And then, uh, a few minutes later, and then she's, we're, they're talking over. Oh, they can't stop talking about it, right? But now right. here's the problem. Oh no, she's calling. She's using her cell phone. She's calling people about this now, right? <laughs> he goes, "Okay, I think we can plug the phone back in now." So they plug the phone back in, and it doesn't work. Okay, it stops working. It's not working anymore because they use Time Warner. Okay, so they use you know, the phone through the cable. Yeah. My mom's like, "The phone's not working." Oh my god. They hacked into our phone and they stopped our phone from working. Oh no. Okay. We got to call the police about this. You better call the police. I go, stop, stop, mm-hmm. stop for it. It's called Time Warner. So they call Time Warner and Time Warner. Of course, my mom's like, hello, Time Warner. Okay. Well, I was sitting here talking to my son. Oh, let me tell you what she was talking to me about, by the way, when she called. <laughs> you know, my mom watches Game of Thrones. Uh huh. Do you watch this Game of Thrones? No. Oh. I don't. I've tried. I just can't get into it. Well, this joke's gonna make no sense to you. Just laugh as if it makes sense to you. Okay. She's like, she doesn't know the names of anybody on the show. So she's like, um, the midget and the guy who has sex with his sister and, Mm -hmm. uh, the guy, you know, like, um, uh, the boy who talks to dragons and, you know, she has, that's how she identifies everybody. Okay. Right. And she goes, what's the name of the, you know, the sister who has sex with her brother? What is the name of their son? The the really, really, really awful one. And I go, oh, Joffrey? Yeah, you're him. What? Yeah, she's calling me. She's saying how I'm, she's trying, she's making this big comparison how I'm Joffrey. I know uh-huh. that makes no sense to you, but yeah. people who listen to Game of Thrones will, they think that's hilarious, right? Okay. That's what happens. So she goes like, so, hello, Time Warner. Okay, I was sitting here talking to my son, and we were talking about Game of Thrones, and I was telling him about how he's like Joffrey, the king. And then the phone rang, and she she starts she goes through the whole story, and then but of course oh no but when she tells them the story it's like and yeah. I, I gave him a piece of my mind you know I'll tell you that, and then my husband got on the phone and was like excuse me who is this who is this you know so they like, so they have to do this, like well we're gonna try to reboot the system and it's, oh my god and it's not working they're like we're gonna have to send a, a guy out there but luckily we actually have an appointment today in like three hours or four hours. And my mom's like, oh, um, hmm. Okay. Anyway, point is, guy comes out here and she's, she tells him the whole story. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. She tells him the whole, he's, he just walks in the door. She's like, we were sitting down talking about Game of Thrones. And then she tells him that he's that poor guy. He's just like, oh, I get that. this is why when they say nine to 11, it's because people like my mom. Right. <laughs> for an hour are telling them stories. Okay. Because then the uh-huh. guy goes, okay, well, let me check it out. And he goes to where the phone went to me. He goes like, he comes back and he goes, um, yeah, someone ripped the phone cord like out of the wall. <sighs> and so like, I had to like redo your whole phone. That's why the, but, but my parents were, by the way, for hours telling people they've hacked into our system. They've hacked in. Yeah. The terrorists, the terrorists <laughs> hacked in to our system. <laughs> oh, by the way, they turned into terrorists, by the way. Did you know that? That, cause you, they want to make sure your mom yeah, my can't mom, my, no, call my mom's somebody. Talking to somebody. She goes, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's ISIS because, you know, they don't like Christians. Stop. No, no. Yeah, Mike. No, yes. She was telling my, my uh, yeah, she was telling her cousin this. Stop. Yeah, you know, 
No, Mike. She was saying <laughs> ISIS doesn't like Christians, and I think they must. We must be on some Christian list, and they called us because I don't know. Just it seems really funny that immediately after the phone stops working, it, I mean, they, I, after my husband hangs up on them, you know, the phone stops working. She ignores the part where she ripped the phone <laughs> out of the wall. I no, it's ISIS. Uh, ISIS uh, so is the one that is the culprit. Please tell me there's a conclusion to the story. Like, do you guys know who was prank calling you? No, I don't think it was a prank call. I think it was legit. I think my mom was right. I think it was a that guy. That it was legit. ISIS. No, no, not that it was ISIS, but it was. It probably was. I mean, Mike, I'm from Windows. We need your password. Yeah, but like, how? Here's the deal. What does no, your here, computer here's, here's what password? You're because you're a legitimate person, like a real person who knows how to function in the world. Yeah. Whenever I have to use my mom and dad's computer, yeah, it is full of like pop-up ads <laughs> and every piece of like if they buy like a camera, they'll put the DVD in and put the program. And this is just like the the startup. It takes forever to start up because all these programs start up like different camera. By the yeah. way, they must have about forty-two photo editing software things, right? Yeah, and it's so <laughs> like they if someone my mom I'll t- I tell my mom don't click on links. That people send you. Don't. Right. Okay, Joey. Okay. Right? Yeah. You'll be with her and she'll be like, ah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She's oh, your uncle sent me this link, you know, like 42 funniest um, I Love Lucy moments or something. And yeah. you're like, why are you cl- – don't <laughs> click on that. By the way, this uncle has sent them viruses numerous times. I just don't see how somebody would call you and say, give me your computer password, and they would be – that seems like a very elaborate scam. No, but I think they do. it. To, Mike, who, who's the one that emails people and says, like, I'm a prince in, 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 the, in the Middle East or something and I need money? Yeah, but then that's wire me money and I'll wire Mike, you I don't. I don't know back. anything about I, – I mean, she, I will say my mom said it immediately after the phone call before he even called back. I mean, I don't think she had this time to come up with this elaborate lie. Yeah. So that seems really weird. <laughs> um, good story though. I love stories that have your mom in them for some reason. <laughs> They're always the best. Um, remember like a month ago, Joey, I went and got my haircut and I talked about how I went to this new place and he was like, I think I liked him, but he talked a little bit too much, whatever. And it yeah. was like all hair all the time. So like every time he cut my hair, he like explained why every like, snip that he made he was explaining every step and he was like way into like explaining hair to me and i didn't care that much so Mm -hmm. i went back um on sad sunday um Mm -hmm. and but when i sat down the there's two barbers in there there's a lesbian and then there's this guy who i thought was gay but i wasn't sure and Mm -hmm. the gay guy he was like um, the guy who cuts my hair, he was out getting a drink. So she was like, Oh, what do you have planned this week? And I told her about the Tonga room and she was excited. And I was like, it's my boyfriend's birthday. And she's like, Oh, okay. So he comes back and she's like, um, Hey Danny, it's uh Mike's boyfriend's birthday. So they're going to the Tonga room. And so he started cutting my hair. Joe, I am now part of the gay club there. You have to let them know that you're homosexual and you get the best service. And what do you mean? Our conversation was better. He didn't – I mean he explained here a little bit, but he was telling me all about his personal life. He's been married wait, to his wait. partner for 15 years. Wait. What? They didn't know you were gay? Nah, I think – I'm telling you, it's a hipster barber place. There's a fine line between gay and hipster sometimes. So I I know you make the joke that I'm like blind people can tell I'm gay even if they don't hear me talk. But – I really do. I, I'm not saying that I come off as like super. Mike, I'm not even being funny here. I'm not even being funny. And actually, this person I'm going to use to compare you isn't a homosexual, but your voice sounds like if Charlie Brown was an adult. Yeah, I I still think like I don't feel I'm by no by no. I mean, if if I'm gay, I don't care. If I come off as like super flamboyant gay, I don't care at all. I, that doesn't bother okay. me. I'm not trying to say mm-hmm. otherwise. But I really think, in my experience, people are never surprised when they find out I'm gay, but people are, I think, don't assume automatically that I am. I'm in the same boat. Like, I think it's when they find out, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm No, not, I'm in the same boat. 
And you know what? If, if people could tell by looking at me that I'm gay, I'm totally okay with that. But anyway, they, I'm like, I think with me, people are like, Oh, you're gay. Oh, okay. Oh, whew. yeah. We thought you were a child molester. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I guess that's better. Yeah. Um, my, so I'm like part of the club now. So they were all telling me all about their personal lives, which the first time it was nothing personal at all. But now it was like great conversations asking me tons of personal questions, which before they weren't doing, it was all just about my stupid haircut and business and weather and stuff. And now it was real. Um, my, my barber, Joey wrote a book in 2013 and he did like a book tour. He's like legit. I bought his book and it's coming in Amazon today, actually. So I'm. Ex- What's it called? Hair today, gone tomorrow. Uh, maybe. No, it's called. What's it called? I think hair. St- A cut above. Oh, what? I think like hairstylist on fire or something like that. <laughs> oh, there's so many great hair. Like you know, I could do like a blowout. That was a show on Bravo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blow me. No, blow me doesn't make sense, but blowout does. Um. But he, I'll blow you. Um, he, I'll give you a reach around in the alley behind uh, the white horse. Like his book is legit, Joey, and he, like, it's on Audible. I don't. Is it hard to get your book on Audible? I don't even know that. I don't know how Audible works, but yeah. So, like, I mean, he's legit. Um, so, but I'll read the book and I'll let you know. But I didn't tell him. Does he know about the podcast? We're like, oh, you're an author. I have a podcast. Well, we were talking about different things, and I told him about what some call lies. Not catching up. <laughs> Speaking of, by the way, I was hanging out with the Nerd Herd yesterday. Yeah. And uh, one of them wants to start, like, a history podcast. So he was asking me, right? Yeah. Jack. Jack is super into history. Yeah. And we're talking, he's asking me this, and I'm like, oh, well, one time on the podcast we did this, and then Kobe keeps saying, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like he's listened? Like, yeah, go, have you listened to the podcast? By the way, I've seen Kobe multiple times. We've talked on the phone. And, okay. He goes, yeah, I've, I've heard every episode. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, I've heard every episode. Mm-hmm. I know everything. And I was like, he, Mike, he's never mentioned that. Don't you think a person who's listened, like, who's listened to every episode would, um, would have questions or, be, I don't think, or tell you I've listened to every episode? I don't think he necessarily has to tell you he's listened. I don't think he would necessarily have questions, but I think what would happen is you would be telling a story and he would have to say, I already know this story because I've heard Well, that's sort of what happened. I was telling a story about – I don't remember what story I was telling yesterday. Oh, oh, oh. I was telling the story of when we went to – when Jose and I went to Chipotle and James Cameron was in front of us. Yeah. Remember? And he just like went went about his business and the chick freaked out about James Cameron. I mean about Jose. Yeah. And then I told that story. So, um, he goes, Oh, yeah, yeah. He finished the story for me. So, and he told me, cause you know, the reason we've all gotten back together, we'd all split up, but Kobe was, I guess he's sort of like the glue, I suppose, because he, like, in the past couple of weeks, moved back from Miami. Right. And so he was like, Oh, yeah. Uh, in fact, I listened to the entire way from Miami to LA. Well, did like, he fly? Really? Don't you? No, he drove. He had to drive his car back. Yeah, and and, and and even then he still he still had no questions. All he said was, like, "Oh, you have listened every episode." And I go, "You have no questions?" He goes, "No." You know, and he's all, the only thing I was thinking is like, I pretty much don't have to talk to you anymore, really, because I just pretty much get it all on the podcast. <laughs> like, why does everybody say? Why is everybody like, "Oh, good, I don't need to hang out with Joe right. now." <laughs> well, they don't want to be the butt of the joke on the podcast. <laughs> They Maybe, they don't yeah, want to be a, the don't remind me never to hang out with that person again. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like it's entertaining, but then they go like, uh, yeah, this is why we don't hang out with Joe. You know, like, well, it's why you're you anal- it's why you're you gonna analyze the way we order off a menu. You you like looking at scorpions when they're in cages, but you don't want to play with a scorpion, <laughs> right, Joe? Exactly, exactly. Um, Steve does this thing where he will let me finish a story, and then he'll be like, "I already heard that on the podcast," and I hate that because you know how you exaggerate stories either on the podcast yeah. or in real life, and so I'm just afraid that like I'm going to exaggerate a little too much, and he's going to know what is an exaggeration. Well, what's funny is because right now we're sort of like uh, uh, inside baseball right now, talking about the podcast. We're being so self-referential, but usually when we're just recording. 
I sometimes feel like it's just a phone conversation we're having. Right. So when I'm talking in real life, I'll just think, oh, I told that to you in private. Now I can tell this story to this person. And then they'll say like, no, you're, I already know this story. Yeah. And we have the opposite stuff happen too, where we're certain we told stories, but it just happened before we started recording or on an actual that's, Yeah, that's the other part. I'm like, oh, you're not a fan of my podcast and don't listen? Oh. <laughs> my told that. Especially, you know what gets me mad is when it's in like a really involved story. So it's like a really long story. So I save it for the podcast. And then a person will be like, no, no, no. Tell me the whole thing now. And I'm just like, oh, can you just listen to the podcast? <laughs> can I just send you a link? <laughs> yeah. Can I just send you a link to this, please? Yeah. Um, anyway. Joey, do you have any other stories? What else is happening with you? So, uh, remember my friend Paul? Yeah. Uh, he and his boyfriend John are going to New York City. They leave on Thursday. Oh, and you're house and sitting, it, aren't you? I'm going to house sit for them. Yeah. And, um, uh, so on Sunday, this past Sunday, I needed to go over and just get like sort of like, cause they live like, uh, they have a, they own an apartment or I guess, I guess what you call it inside like a building downtown. Mm-hmm. A condo? What do you call these things? Like a townhouse? Would you call it? Well, no, it's, a, it's the size of an apartment, but you know, it's they an apartment. Own a I, guess condo. I guess you own you own something. Yeah, they live somewhere and they own it in this building, and uh, and so I need to like learn how to get in the building and check the mail and learn where to park and how to get in the park. You know, all that the little things you need to learn. Yeah. And uh, so I went over, there, but he's like, "Well, let's meet for lunch before we go to uh, this." So. Um, there's this place in downtown that I love called Grand Central Market. Okay. And it's actually, it's been there for over a hundred years. And when you used to go like 10 years ago, it was, oh, is this a bunch of people selling like really cheap groceries? But in the past few years, it's become, it's becoming gentrified very quickly. And that's very controversial because basically all these like super fancy hipster restaurants are edging out all these like people, mom and pop watermelon sellers. Here's a $6 hard boiled egg with saffron. (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah and so um but i will so but the food is good so john and i decided to get lunch there and we basically couldn't decide so we did a little mini food tour inside the grand central market cool and one of them is this uh, meat place uh called bel campo meats okay super hipster in fact what john and i were talking about when we were at the counter waiting is I got uh or I saw on in the news or the food stuff that I read or I don't got an email I don't know where, but Bel Campo Meats is gonna have a series of camps this summer. Oh uh huh. Okay. So like you can go learn how to smoke meat and like grill meat and uh, and then it's like but it's like luxury you have your own yurt. Yeah. You know and uh, you do all the stuff there but this one is a gay camp. Hold hold on one second, Joey. We talked about this in the episode that didn't release. You know that, right? I know. Okay. Yeah. But I got to repeat it now because we didn't release the episode. Okay. So that you won't release that episode or? We will. They'll have to hear it twice, but it, it's. In... Okay. okay. You know what? So, okay. In a, okay. I'll go into more detail in the. I don't in a care. future episode just, we recorded yeah. in the past, you're going to hear more details about this gay meat camp. But Paul and I were talking about uh, this meat camp. Gay uh, meat camp. The gay meat camp at the counter. Right? Yeah. And then it's our tur- turn. And the guy who's going to help us, we're going to order a burger. Mike. Oh, my Lord. Hot? Oh, my God. Paul and I were in lust. Yeah. In love. No, I'm going to say in love. Mike, my heart was hurting. That's how in love I was. <laughs> Do you think he was right? gay? Well, that was a big question because – when we were walking up, you know how I am. I just, I'm like, I oh, don't, you yeah. exist, you know, and I'm still, I'm finishing the conversation. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. What are they going to teach us how to hide the salami? Excuse me, what? Hello? You know? Yeah. And he's like, oh, what are you guys talking about? I'm like, oh, you guys are doing that gay meat camp. And he goes, oh, yeah, over there at the ranch. Yeah, I know about that. Yeah, I'm not going to go there because I don't ever go to the farm because it's up north. And he, and I go, oh, but of course, Mike, you know me. Yeah, he's hot. So, now, so you care about every detail of his oh, life. Oh, Mike. Mike, Mike, we weren't going to do a food tour. We were just going to have a burger at Bel Campo. Yeah. And of course I'm like, oh, so what do you, what places do you like here? And he goes, oh, well, um, there's this place called Sticky Rice. You need to get, you need to get the pineapple fried rice there. It is incredible. And have you been to Wexler's? I'm like, oh yeah, I have been to Wexler's. He's like, isn't that pastrami great? I go, yeah. He goes, you need to try the MacArthur Park's pastrami sandwich. I'm like, oh really? And he goes, yeah. 
You need to go here. You need to go there. Okay. Uh, we're going to come back here. Paul, let's go try all these places right now. We'll tell you what we think of them. And he's like, yeah. Mike, oh my God, he's so fucking beautiful. I mean, like, and what made it even hotter was that he even, like, had, like, tattoos and, like, a cut-off shirt. So it showed his muscles and, like, jeans. And he was wearing that white apron, uh-huh. you know? With blood on it. <laughs> it didn't have blood. Okay. I think he just, like, cuts the meat. He just packs – well, he packs the meat all right, yeah. But, like – and then – so then, of course, I drag – and, Paul, by the way, the reason we went to Belcampo is it Paul was- is doing – um uh. A diet? Paleo right now. Okay. So he was going to get like just like a plate of meat or something, right? Yeah. Now I have him getting uh, pineapple uh, fried rice and we got the sandwich. And of course, he ordered a black and white cookie. Then we got an ice cream. Joe. And then we got uh, – oh, Mike, we went we went crazy at this place. We were going all the places he recommended. Did right? you go back to Belcampo then to report back? Yeah, I went to Belcampo and we split a burger now. Oh, God. And – the guys and he's like and he's just like one of these guys he probably knew what he was doing like he was so flirty you know mm-hmm. meanwhile we walk out with two thousand dollars worth of things from bel <laughs> campo you paid his rent that month too i know and he was like oh so how, how did you uh how'd you like everything around here yeah and i was like oh, that was good he goes, how's that burger and i was like it's great and i was like and then, of course i'm mike i'm just chit-chatting this guy up uh, and Paul, Paul loves it because Paul doesn't have the balls to like flirt with somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And so he gets to like sort of like be there for it. Which, by the way, it got even worse at Bel Campo. You know, he's on paleo. There's this guy next to us and, um, the chick brings him his burger and she goes, Oh, you're number eight. And he goes, Yeah. And he goes, Here's a burger and fries. He goes, I didn't order fries. And she goes, Oh, she goes, Look, we didn't charge you for them. Just. It, and Mike, it's a big, giant fucking yeah. like, bowl of French fries. She's like, throw them away goes, then. That's fine. Just whatever. Basically, he's all like, yeah, I can't eat. Th- I can't eat that. I can't. I, I can't eat that. So I don't know. He's like, you guys want them? He looks at me and <laughs> <laughs> he looks at me and Paul uh-huh. and he goes, uh, and we go like, okay. And then we split a Mike. We had pineapple fried. Ri- what kind of diet am I on? Pineapple fried rice. We didn't have. We we ended with the ice cream. So the ice cream was last. But a, a pastrami sandwich. Paul got a black and white cookie, a burger, and now a bowl of French fries. And now and then we got an ice cream after that. Well, everything there sounds delicious. It all sounded good. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I'm the best. So I'm, is Bel Campo uh, near? Uh, their place. Where Paul lives. Yes. I'm, oh, I, I already God. told him. I go, I'm going to be back here next week. Every I told day. the guy. Yeah. I go, cause anyway, I'm not going to get him, but he's already expecting me. So he's already called the police and gotten a restraining order against you're me. You're going to, yeah, you're going to be caught sitting in the place, like with a newspaper, just staring at him with a, with a hole cut out of the newspaper taking pictures. Mike, I'm, I'm telling you, I am not, I'm going to fucking manifest this. I'm going to put the man in manifestation mm-hmm. and he, he's going to be, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm bumping Cameron out now, and it's going to be this guy. I don't even know his name. He's going to be the new Cameron. Okay. Even though this guy's older. He's like 26. Oh, we were trying to figure out if he was gay, and he, he was basically like like tricking us. So he was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm just doing this, um, finishing up at school. Finish, I finished school already. And we're like, oh, where do you go? He's all like, oh, design school. <gasps> gay. And we're like, oh. But he goes, oh, oh, what? What are you designing? He goes, product design. Uh, straight. Uh, yeah, it's hard to tell. I'll find out, man. I'll okay. find out. Anyway, so afterwards, Paul's like, okay, well, let me call John and tell him we're going to come to the apartment. I'm like, okay. So he called, beep, up, beep, up, beep, beep, you know, and he's like, uh, hey, I'm with Joe. We're going to come to the apartment. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. All right. Well, we'll be there. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Hangs up and we're like, okay. And we're almost to the car. And he goes, Oh, look, they're having an open house for his apartment. Let's go. And I was like, what? Okay. He goes, look at this. Yeah, there's this apartment having an open house. We should go check it out. In the same building? No. Uh, <laughs> like just, we're walking to our car. Okay. And I go, okay. And we go to this, we have to go, we go through security, right? And then, uh, and so then we have to sign in, you know, and we go up to his apartment and we're the only ones there. And then the real estate agent's showing us around and Paul has all sorts of questions, mm-hmm. right? And the guy even says, like, are you looking to buy a house? He goes, oh, in a couple of years. I already own a house, right? <laughs> and, and he's asking a bunch of questions. And then finally, he, like, Paul gets a text message, right? Oh, by the way, the real estate agent is kind of cute. So now all of a sudden I'm oh, Mr. God. Asking questions yeah. about apartment too, right? And so, uh, Paul gets a, a text message. He goes, okay, we got to go by. And so like, 
<laughs> Clearly, this was a diversionary tactic. Oh. Yes. He was, like, fixing I, something up or something? Hiding something? I don't know if he was hiding something. Maybe it was just clean the apartment or something? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Putting away and all so, their dildos? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, I was like, oh, okay. All of a sudden he had to go see his open house apartment as <laughs> sudden, all of, whoever walks by those things go, oh, look, there's an open house. Let's just go into this open house. Yeah. So, so I go to his apartment and, uh, yeah. And then he just showed me how to do everything. I'm ready to go yeah. for, uh, Thursday. Are you going to be recording there next week then? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yep. Cool. Gonna be recording there. It's gonna so, be uh, a different sound. Um, Joe, I wanted to tell you this story. Um, you remember Serial, the hit podcast? Oh, um, do I know Serial? Yes, I so, sure do. So it's a highly fascinating and even entertaining piece of nonfiction. Um, but then mm. there's also uh, Beta Breakers. Have you heard of that? I would hope so. Since yeah, I because about it um, yeah, yeah, I know about it. So it's this um. I guess race, uh, um, foot race that they do up here in the Bay. People wear costumes and they drink a lot. Well, this year, um, there were people that dressed up as the people from Serial and the pictures kind of gone viral. One person was, uh, the Nisha call. She was a cell phone. One person was Adnan. One person was the Best Buy and another person mm-hmm. was MailChimp. And yeah, it's getting spread around because some people are offended because like, it does kind of represent like a real life thing where somebody died and that could mm-hmm. be considered offensive. But I was wondering what you think. Do you, did you see the picture of it? I did see the picture. Kind of boring, right? Yeah. People need to get a life. Uh, I think people's hobbies in San Francisco is just being mad about shit. Yeah. But th- I think there's also like people that give you something to be mad about too. Like, oh, you're angry about this. No, I'm not. But I'm saying, like, don't you know when you dressed up as, like, this killer and making at this fun event where other people are dressed up as, like, Superman and, um, you know, Raggedy Ann and Andy and you're coming as, I mean, like, Ednon that you're probably going to I saw the picture. Yeah. I saw the picture. I think someone closer to our age would think that way, but a dumb person in their 20s doesn't. Doesn't think that it's offensive? No. So wait, you think someone in our age might? Oh, no, 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 no. Would think, would, would think that way. And they would think, like, I'm going to wear this costume. Is anyone going to find it offensive? Is anyone going to do this? I don't think someone younger, and they're maybe in the mid-20s or younger, I don't think that they're thinking, am I going to wear this costume that's going to offend somebody? Um, Hold on one second. I have to go. <laughs> okay. What the fuck is that? Do you have an ice cream truck in your apartment? <laughs> yeah, that was my blood sugar monitor. Um, Wait, is an angel your blood sugar monitor? Well, it's my bedside one that I have on right now, so I want it to be subtle. I don't want it to be like loud and jarring like the other one, which was going to go off. Oh, shit, I should have brought it over. It's going to go off in a second, too. Um, oh, what's funny in the comments of the story, um, so in the picture that I shared with you, their their faces are covered, right? Oh, they've edited it, I just noticed. But their faces are blacked out. And in the comments, somebody put, um, why would you black out their faces but not their bib numbers? Because there's a race, right? And then they they named oh. them. He's like, Aida Yoshida and Valentine Lance, both both finish time of 2 hours, 30 minutes, and 53 seconds. <laughs> so they've since um, blacked out the bib numbers, which is funny. Because um, you could just look that up online super easy. But... Um, what's up in LA? Any stories that you want to talk about from LA? Yeah, I sure do, Mike. An entire class of USC art students drop out. No, that's bad English. An entire class of LAS with their incorrect English. An entire class of USC art students drops out over unethical treatment. USC's entire first year class of MFA art students has decided to drop out, citing a lengthy list of grievances, including lack of promised funding and unethical treatment by administrators. 
On Friday, the seven students released a statement on MFA, no MFA. Uh, chief among their complaints was what they alleged was the pulling of money from under their feet that Roski officials were attempting to re- retroactively dismantle the already diminished funding model that was promised to us. An administrator told the students that the funding promise during recruitment was an unfortunate mistake and that they should leave if it wasn't going to work out for them. Um Despite their best efforts to work out the situation with administration, the students decided to walk away, saying they had no idea what MFA faculty they'd be working with for the coming year and that the curriculum would and what the curriculum would be and whether or not they'd be saddled with twice as much debt as expected to graduate with. Mike Lawson, my question to you, have you ever walked out on college? <laughs> I think the the story that's or the outrage over it is that they're like self entitled. Do you get that out of like that's, I think, a common, like, narrative in stories of people. Like, I don't know. I want to say youngsters, but like college age millennials. People. Yeah, 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 yeah. That they they were going to get ninety percent of their tuition paid for, it and they somehow felt robbed. But I think that I guess the problem is that they thought that it was going to. It's not exactly self entitlement if they just want what they were told that they were going to get. Right. Yeah, I think in this case they they actually have sort of a right. Well, first of all, look, they're MFA students. I mean, they're 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 putting themselves in debt anyway to get a graduate degree on how to like stack in books, art. You know, like yeah, yeah to, like <laughs> take naked pictures of a dragon. Yeah, you know? on how to uh, run a class at the community center. I just made a joke. I just made a joke, but it it's based on reality. When I was in college, uh-huh. um, to get to my dorm from campus, you had to walk through the art um department. Uh huh. And I was walking to my dorm and they said like, oh, grad student uh, final thesis towards the end of the year, right? Their final thesis or what? Yeah, their thesis. I'm like, oh, I want to see what it is. You know, I want to see what's going on. And one of them, Mike, was literally, this is the person's thesis. It's summing up their whole, it's, you know, like this is, I spent thousands of dollars here at grad school to be an artist. And this sums up my, my point of view yeah. of what I've learned here, right? One of them was, and maybe this shows what an effective piece of art it was because it stuck with me for 20 years, was literally, even like when you go to like Borders Books or one of those bookstores and they have like a stack of books for display. Yeah. You know to sell? It was like basically that, but with Sweet Valley High books. That's like my bedroom. I know. And I was like, what? I really do have Sweet Valley High and Babysitter's Clubs. Yeah, but do you have them like, this, like, like it would be displayed like a Borders? Kind of. Yeah, that Mike. That was someone's graduate student in MFA, an MFA like their Master of Fine Arts. Was it a piece of art that they were presenting? Or? No, it was. They bought it. It was like real. It was. I, I could see if it was a painting of it. No, Mike. They got Sweet Valley High books and stacked them like a display. You would have a bookstore. I don't know. I think going back to your story, um, mm-hmm. I think it's nice to see students presenting themselves as customers and not just we'll follow whatever rules you put like we pay a lot of money for school like you should get you should be able to demand the way you do like a normal customer service provider relationship you do you follow what i'm saying like i i'm okay with this um what happens though like the program is just empty then yeah i guess i just lose them for the year and, like, what about a teacher who has, like, will she? Well, that's the thing is, um, that's the thing is, oh, fuck, that was the end of that story. Shit. Fuck. I knew I had an ending to the story by my parents. Uh, they recorded, they're like, um, they recorded their voicemail. Yeah. Because they had to, re- they had to reset everything. Of course. Because, uh, the, they reset everything. And, uh, they're like, uh, that was so many buttons. Uh, leave a message and the number. We'll get back to you. Thank you. Bye. And my mom's like, you didn't say God bless you. So he had to record it and said like, God bless you. I'm like, this is people who were saying fuck you and motherfucker and right. Anyway, anyway, um, what were we talking about? Um, oh, so the the classes are just going to be empty. Oh, yeah. But he, this is why I agree with him. Like, you know, it, it helped them wake up. That's what I think it was where they were like, cause at least the story I told, they were going to UC Irvine, which is a, a really good state school, but it's a lot cheaper, a lot cheaper than USC. Uh-huh. You know? So at USC, they're paying, you know, 
forty, fifty thousand dollars a year to be there. Now, granted, they were so they were promised all this money, and then the administration was like, "Oh, meanwhile, no, not really." And then they were like, "Oh, and by the way, all this faculty." So the faculty got really upset about something you learned in the story. So a lot of them left. Uh huh. And so then, the, so there, there's this faculty. They obviously went to work with this faculty. They also were paying a lot of money, and they're like, "Wait a minute." No, fuck this. This is fucked up. And so they were like, I think, I actually think it shows some integrity. They got together and bailed and said, we're not going to take this. Yeah. I agree. No, we're not going to take this. Not going to take We're not going to take more. <laughs> um, cool. So I have a story that's kind of about a school too. Uh, Stanford. Have you heard of them? It's a school up here. Mm. It's in the Bay Area. Mm. Um, Prison experiment? I'm sorry? Prison experiment? Uh, no. Stanford University officials announced on Friday that the infamous marching band. Infamous! The marching infamous band. marching band has been banned from attending all road games for the entire school year. Although the Stanford band is known for usually annoying opposing schools with their halftime performances, this time they've ticked off their own school with their behavior off the field. So, according to an investigation by Stanford's Organization Conduct Board and Title IX, IX is nine, right? (laughs) Yes. And Title IX office found that the band has broken rules regarding alcohol use, fine, hazing, we know that happens, and sexual harassment. One tradition involved giving band members a drink designed to make them vomit in public. Another was a selection process, in quotation marks, where students were asked inappropriate questions on sexual matters. And despite all this, Stanford says that they want the band to be the goofy jackasses that they're known to be. They just have to tone it down a little bit. So my question to you, Joey. No, no, no. I'm stopping you here. I object. Uh Because usually you and I do – so the way it works is – I do a news story and then I get your opinion on it. Yeah. And you know, that vice versa. But this case, I was never in band. Okay. You were in band. So Mike, my question to you on your own story. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you have anything to say about your participation in band and how this relates to the story? Well, we never had like hazing or anything, but like band. You had crazy gay sex. You'd go out and have crazy gay sex all the time. Not really, but. Band kids are the Bandos. kinkiest, craziest group of people. Second only, I mean, first, I mean, shit. Second would be drama kids, right? And I was both. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I had. No, I'll tell you. I'm going to argue. I'm going to tell you why not. Because drama kid has closeted. Well, maybe it probably changed now. I'm going to say uh, when you and I were in high school. Centuries ago. No. Yes. High school kids now are just out. You know, they right. just come out now. But when you and I, that wasn't the case. So drama kids had a lot of closeted asexual boys and girls, right? Band, they didn't have that. They're, they're just constantly fucking. Everyone knows that bandos are just constantly fucking. Well, I think bandos, there was a lot more heterosexual sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not gay sex. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you were different. Well, I got a hand job on the band bus, but I got uh, more than a hand job in a hotel room thanks to uh, drama. Oh, yeah. So I have more gay sex stuff happening because of drama, and I mean the band helped though. Don't get me wrong, Uh, but there were also, I mean, like the dude who gave me a handy on the band bus was also in drama. And I brought mm-hmm, the the weird thing. They live like a block from one another in San Francisco right now. The two guys. <laughs> they live really close. I know. To we've talked. Did, did, did we talk? Did we mention that on the show? I don't know. Maybe. Um. Cool. So, what else is happening in LA? Um, Your next story. The headline is not very revealing, and it's way too long to read. I looked at the picture, and I have no idea what the story's about. <laughs> I know. So the headline um, is: "This is the most stereotypical LA thing that has ever happened." Yes, that's the headline. So I'll give it to you in a nutshell, please. Do you remember the actor Andrew Keegan? He was in Ten Things I Hate About You, and he was also remember gay guys would know him. I believe he is in the Broken Hearts Club. Um. Okay. I see. Yeah. I mean, this is him in the picture? Yes. He does not look familiar to me at all. But the 10 things I hate about you, I remember. Anyway, go on. Andrew Keegan. So, 
Andrew Keegan. So in the past few years, I've seen stories about this, but probably hasn't hit them the, because who cares about Andrew Keegan? But, you know, um, when I write, sometimes I write in an office in Venice, which is right by where this happened. Oh, but I totally been, know him now. Oh, he was so cute when he was younger. Yeah. I think he's actually still handsome as an adult. I don't think it's a good picture they picked of him. Yeah. But he's basically become, and this makes it funny, like a Marianne Williamson. All right. Okay. And he has like this little group that he gets together, like a spirituality group, like a new age spirituality group, and he gets together with in Venice. Okay. Okay. I actually know a bunch of people who go to his uh, events. Okay. I've never been. And I guess they were doing this thing um, where they were giving out or selling kombucha. Do you know what this kombucha is? Yeah. It's like tea, but you need a yeah. an ID to get it because it has liquor in it. Or it's like so fermented yeah. it will get you drunk. Or it could yeah, get yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so basically I guess they were giving it out or selling it. And so the put the, so the al- ABC was an al- alcohol – what does that stand for? ABC. Alcohol Beverage Control went in and busted them. <laughs> Crazy. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, what is that? So during the fundraiser for a marine conservation nonprofit called the Sea Shepherd Conservation Society, undercover ABC agents confiscated several containers of kombucha, a bubbly fermented tea made from a gross mushroom that is known to contain a very small percentage of alcohol, and cited the spiritual group for selling booze without a license. So um, that's the basic story of it. But my, I guess the point of the reason I was going to ask you about the story was, one – did you remember who Andrew Keegan was? So we answered that. Yeah, now do I do. remember who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what do you think about this? What do you do? You think people should be able to sell kombucha even though it's like a little small amount of alcohol? I mean, do you think government resources should be stop you know spent in stopping these like clearly not having they're not trying to get people drunk? I mean, it's, it's like a Marianne Williamson New Age right. crystals and diamonds right. kind and, of and shit. And they weren't and they were giving it away too, right? I don't know. I don't know if they were selling it or, or okay. giving it away. I don't know that part. See, like. I mean, the law is the law, and if this thing this is regulated, like you should follow the law. But I think I'm sure ABC has a bigger fish to fry, and they should maybe be going after, you know, spending a little bit more of their resources on places that are not IDing minors when they come in to buy hard liquor or something. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if this mm-hmm. is like at the top of their list of things that they want to bust. But mm-hmm. I do feel. I hate this argument because it feels like something my dad would say. Like, if you're not breaking the law, you're not going to run into problems, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, but do you, I'll be honest with you. I mean, maybe they knew better, but I don't think I would have known if I had like a group like this. I'm like, let's sell beverages. Like, if someone would have said, let's sell kombucha, I would never have thought, oh, it has alcohol. Yeah. Let's not sell. I would never, they sell like a whole food. I didn't know you needed an ID to buy it even. Yeah. So, well, what's weird, I've been to the local market here and I saw somebody buying it and they had to show ID. And I was like, what the fuck? Cause I've, I mean, I would buy kombucha. Well, first of all, I don't like it. Um, I've only smelled it and it smells disgusting, but I, I could see myself on my lunch break buying that. I'm not – when I buy it, I'm not thinking like, oh, I'm about to get wasted. Do you know what I mean? It's not a like a drink that you're thinking you're going to get drunk on. But I don't know. By the way – It's just – it's like a the, gross mushroom in it, right? The only people I ever know that drink kombucha are like these douchey bro guys oh, who really? like wear tap-out shirts. And so like, yeah, like, you know, you know, who, you know who drinks this kombucha? Who? Um – Maybe I shouldn't say his last name, but Alex. Oh, uh-huh. I remember one time he came to visit me in uh, Newport. He brought two bottles with him. Yeah. And, and a, left and a little thing of muscle milk. <laughs> yeah, and a UFC video. Yeah. And uh, in Bill O'Reilly's uh, latest book. <laughs> and then he tried to sell me um, Mona V. <laughs> Or to get you to um, purchase into his, like, um, prepaid legal plan that yeah. he's, like, uh-huh. peddling. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he calls me. He goes, oh, I, I love my kombucha there <laughs> at the house. Uh-huh. And I go, uh-huh. He goes, I, I just want to let you know that. I, I just want to make sure that's where I left it. I go, yeah, yeah, you left it here. And he goes, uh, you can have it. Okay. And I was like, uh, I just threw it away. You didn't I was like, you had opened it. it. And I, well, I opened it. And I was like, what is this? And it was, ugh. Yeah. Um, it's popular here. Like the market next to my house, there's like six different kinds and I see people buying it all the time. 
It's a like hippies up here like it. Like it, it people drink it. But um yeah, I don't know. And you What's it supposed to do for you? What is what are the, what are the benefits from it? I don't know. I wish I had like a machine that would help me like look stuff up like that. Oh, you do it's a computer mic on the internet. <laughs> um kombucha uh, just so you know, is a lightly effervescent fermented drink of sweetened black and or green tea that's used as a functional food. And it's performed by fermenting the tea using a symbiotic colony of bacteria and yeast, also known as Scooby. And uh, according to the American Cancer Society, kombucha tea has been promoted as a cure-all for a wide range of conditions, including baldness, insomnia, intestinal disorders, arthritis, chronic fatigue syndrome, multiple sclerosis, AIDS, and cancer. What? Oh, yeah. But this is on Wikipedia, so anyone could have put it here. I don't. It usually is very good at self-policing, but I don't think kombucha tea cures AIDS or cancer. I'm sorry. Are you sure, Mike? <laughs> Are you sure about this? Um, serious side effects and occasional deaths have been linked with drinking kombucha tea. Although, you know what? lab experience. That starts. guy. Oh, we didn't air the episode. What? Okay. Guys, I'm going to make a joke that in a future episode will be hilarious when you hear it. <laughs> you should give it to that guy from last week who wanted to stay at your house. Oh, yeah. Because he, well, he didn't want to, yeah. He didn't have AIDS, though, just so you know. Oh, he didn't? Well, he might. I mean, I didn't ask him his HIV AIDS status, but. Oh. <laughs> um, Cool story, bro. What do you got going Thank on next you. week? Well, at the last minute, I feel so badly. So I do a show called RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, right? And uh, over the past week, I've said I'm going, I'm not going, I'm going, I'm not going. But it, it it's, you know, it it's taping tonight today is tuesday and it tapes tonight uh live in los angeles and uh i have been telling but that's also when we tape our rupaul's drag race recap show so i've been keeping my co-host daniel brewer in suspense uh saying uh no nah, i think i'm gonna go i don't know and because we're having a special guest today a drag queen think you're going to what? You gotta let me know because i'm gonna have huh think you're going to what you just say i think I keep saying I'm going to go. I'm not going to go. But go to what? Oh, to the RuPaul's Drag Race finale. Oh, taping oh, oh. Oh, yeah. So anyway, they, they taped the finale in Los Angeles two weeks before they air it. Got so it. It's, they're taping it tonight. So he wanted to schedule the final recordings. So we get the special guest drag queen on, Veronica Mann. Okay. And um, so finally last night, he calls me and he goes, listen, I need to know. I need to schedule with Veronica. And I go, you know what? I'm not going to go. It sounds boring, right? Okay. I went last year, remember? Yeah. And uh, he goes, uh, okay, I'll schedule her. And then this morning, I watched RuPaul's Drag Race, and there's just a ton of fighting this week, right? Okay. It's just every, like, you're like, oh, wait, these bitches do not all get along. I was like, I kind of want to go. <laughs> so I bought tickets. <gasps> so... Um, I went, I'm going to the RuPaul's Drag Race finale tonight okay. and I had to tell, I had to call Daniel to reschedule again with the drag queen Ooh. for tomorrow. <laughs> cool. What else? And also, as we know, I'm house sitting for my friend Paul and his boyfriend, John, starting Thursday. Awesome. Um, what do you got going on? Nothing. Um, I'm going to some sort of a music concert thing on Thursday, meeting one of Steve's friends. And then I'm, uh, just working a lot. <laughs> Nothing. Um, the end. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Catching Up. You can always find us on our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash catching up. Is that what it is? No. See you podcast. Oh, see you podcast.com. No. Or download our episodes wherever you can. What? Facebook.com slash see you podcast.com. No. Uh, oh, okay. Wait, wait. <laughs> let's, let's do this again. Okay. Here we go. Well, I'm going to end it the way I do the RuPaul. I like how RuPaul's Drag Race recap. I think I'm like Ryan Seacrest or something. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Catching Up. You can find all our episodes, as always, on iTunes or in Citrus Smart Radio or everywhere you get podcasts. Or you can also leave a comment or send us an email at uh, facebook.com slash podcast And for Mike Lawson, I don't know how to end it. i got to write an ending for this. Go to hell, Joe. For Mike Lawson. I Go to hell.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid. <laughs>